speaking of raunchy things, so Nick has got to, I think it must be the 18th episode where we mentioned not inserting crystal wands into your <laughs> vaginal cavity. <laughs> Don't do it. Poor Nikki. <laughs> and he goes to me and he's like, what the actual fuck? And I'm like, Some well. people do it because they're fucking nuts. <laughs> I, though I suppose if you were to put a condom over top, that would save you. Welcome, witches, to the to the twenty first. Yes. Ooh, the 21st episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, we've Whoa. been recording so long. Yep. Uh, I'm so proud of us. In five weeks when this comes out, will be our second spooky sode, but also we'll have been doing this for half of a year. Holy shit. All right, because we started this on qu- when we were both on quarantine, well, when I was in quarantine. <laughs> so, welcome to the 21st episode of the True North Witches podcast. Uh, in this episode, I am talking about the ritual tool of the besom or the broom. And I am talking about bay leaves. I know my topic. I do. I swear to God. I was about to say basil, though. <laughs> and I have done the tarot pull for this episode. And what we got is card 39 of my um, Oracle deck, because that's what I prefer. And it's called Las Guna. Uh, means it's like a sunken treasure, discovery of self, adventure. The realm of Las Guna, the frog queen, is extensive both below and above the waters. Fairy waters are made up of human emotions, sometimes beautifully clear and sparkly and sometimes disgustingly murky. Different fairies are attracted to different waters. You would hardly expect to find the Soul Shrinker, card 55, or Old Gluminous Doom, card 56, happily flashing in clear, sparkling waters. Although you might find Nels or the Amethyst, card 27, at a murky pool, holding her nose as she waves a clarifying wand over it. So this card, start a reading. Um, Laskuna tells us to pay attention to our dreams, to listen to the murmur of the waters, to note the patterns in the damp fallen leaves, to listen to the distant high sounds of angelic music among the stars. She also suggests soothing baths, hot tubs, jacuzzis, trips to the nearest spa or hot springs, and dips in the um, handiest sea, pond, or mountain lake. Mud baths also help us quiet down and become strong enough to explore her territory which is the earth and the waters, from the depths to the heights. As important as it is to explore in the inner realms, she tells us the exploration of outer realms is also vital. She suggests that we go places we have never been, trying things we have never done, take classes and subjects we always meant to study someday, maybe even learn a language and see where that takes us, explore widely and deeply in our own world so that we develop the adventurousness of our spirits. You know, so take chances, have fun, explore. 
So I have the witchy fact of the day. Yeah, you do. And it says, in some folklore around the world, it was believed that witches could turn into different animals in order to fly around at night instead of using a broom. Bats were thought to be a good animal for a witch to turn into since they have excellent night vision and are hard to spot in the dark. So, um, wrong, um, creepy thing. Hello. <laughs> we're um, not vampires. And I actually got that from cbc.com. And from though, for those of you who do not live in Canada, that is the Canadian Broadcast Channel. So very similar to ABC in the States, which is the American Broadcast Channel. So, speaking of brooms, so the broom is one of the eight, eight in quotes, tools of a witch. Um, I did the cauldron um, in another episode. And we will eventually get through them all. Um, so... The broom or the besom is perhaps the most common and commonly misunderstood symbol of witches and witchcraft in popular culture. The broom has been part of pagan custom around the world for centuries and has an affinity to modern Wiccan practices. It's unclear just how the idea of witches flying around on broomsticks originated, but many people believe this to be a mistaken interpretation of astral projection, which some witches in past centuries would use uh, psychoactive herbs to facilitate. Sometimes called flying ointments, these concoctions were likely the source of the confusion. How the broom became the vehicle in this picture is still unclear, but the belief in flying witches goes back at least as far as the Middle Ages. Purifying your space with the broom. Traditionally called a besom and often handmade from the branch of a tree, uh, the broom is not considered to be the core ritual tool in Wicca, but it is often used to purify the ritual space before casting the sacred circle. This doesn't usually involve actual sweeping. However, the bristles of the broom generally don't even touch the floor. This is more of a ritual energetic purifying of the space, moving negative energies or just plain energetic clutter, in quotes. This, this step happens after a good mundane sweeping with a regular broom or vacuum has already taken place. <laughs> Because ritual brooms serve as purifiers, they are associated with the element of water and are therefore sacred to the goddess. The broom can also be used to help close the circle at the end of ritual. In fact, it can be highly effective in dissipating residual energies raised during the ritual. During the ritual itself, the broom will usually sit to the side of the Wiccan altar. Otherwise, it's common to place it near the entrance of your home to guard against negative or unwanted energy. Um, mine sits at my front door, and it's in the um, unwanted visitor position because I don't like it when people visit. <laughs> the broom can also be used to help close the circle at the end of, ri of ritual. In fact, it can be highly effective 
dissipating residual energies raised during the ritual. During the ritual itself, the broom will usually be usually sit to the side of the Wiccan altar. Otherwise, it's common to place it near the entrance of your home to guard against negative or unwanted energy. That's where we were. Yes, it is. Uh, finding <laughs> your own besom. Ritual brooms can be any size, from miniature decorative brooms that you sometimes see in craft stores or hanging on the wall in kitchens to full-sized functional brooms. Uh, public service announcement. I just found small little ones at either the Dollar Tree or Dollarama that are like, not the little teeny tiny ones, but they're about like this. Dollarama. Dollarama. Cool. Um, for their Halloween stuff. So I would pick some up um so they are not difficult to find i think they were like a buck or two bucks for the like four or five that were in the bag so if you're looking for a small one for your altar perfect place to find them traditional woods used for sacred brooms include birch ash and willow but any wood will suffice you can even find instructions for how to make your own besom using the type of wood available in your area. In fact, some witches keep it very simple by just using a fallen tree branch as a symbolic broom. Of course, your broom doesn't have to be handmade. Common household brooms can also be dedicated to the work of witchcraft, though it should ideally have a wooden handle rather than metal or plastic. No matter what your broom is made of, however, it should never be used for everyday house cleaning as this would contaminate the sacred energy it holds for ritual and magical purposes. Um, I would like to place here that you can use it for regular. If you are a broke-ass witch on a budget, you can use whatever fucking broom you want so long as you cleanse the bitch. Oh, and um, that special thing um, starts with an I. Oh, I Int know! Intention! God, I love that word. <laughs> right. Uh, indeed, this one tool that should not be repurposed... Oh, sorry. Indeed, this is one tool that should not be repurposed for magic. So plan to acquire a new broom of one kind or another rather than attempting to concentrate consecrate an already used broom from your hall closet and that was from wiccaliving.com uh, um, I would like to say this about the broom um, there is also lore uh, out there that um, states that you should uh, also not take one uh, besom from one house to another because you'll bring in the energies from the house that you're leaving to the new house that you're coming into. But again, that is a huge thing that has to do with intention. Also, I guess it's based on what you truly believe, like for your practice. Yeah. Like I'm a broke ass bitch. I can't buy a broom for every apartment that I'll live in eventually. So my one can be cleansed, can be used. I don't freaking care. It's all about the intention. So, the history of the broom, also known as the besom. So, during the time leading up to the witchcraft trials in Europe, the bread was made with rye. 
In a small town where the bread was fresh baked, this was just fine. But as Europe began to urbanize, the bread took, and the bread took more time to get from bakery to grocer, the rye bread began to host a mold uh, called ergo. Ergo, in high doses, can be lethal, a fact that led to the rise in popularity of wheat bread. In smaller doses, ergo, or ergot, or whatever you want to call it, is a powerful hallucinogenic drug. It became quite popular among those who were inclined towards herbalism and folk cures. Ergo is mentioned in Shakespeare's plays and turns up in virtually every contemporary writing of the, witches, the witchcraft age. In particular, it is the inevitable central ingredient in the ointment that witches rubbed their flying broomsticks with. When ergot is eaten, there was the risk of death but when absorbed through a thin, uh, the thin tissues of the female genitals, the hallucinogenic effects were more pronounced with less ill effects. The modern image of a witch riding a broomstick was inspired by the sight of a woman rubbing herself on the drug-coated smooth stick of her broom, riddling in the throes of hallucinations and no doubt some intense pleasure as well. To her unsophisticated neighbors, such a sight would have been terrifying. The lack of an equivalent mechanism for men is one reason why witchcraft, in quotes, was seen as a predominantly female phenomenon. However, it was not only accused witches experimenting with this new hallucinogenic uh, records from the 14th and the 17th century mention Europeans' affliction with dancing mania, in quotes, which found groups of people dancing through streets, often speaking nonsense and foaming at the mouth as they did so until they collapsed, collapsed from exhaustion. Those who experienced this mania, the mania, would later describe the wild visions that accompanied it. This later led to the discovery of LSD in the 20th century by Albert Hoffman, who was undergoing the study of Aragon. It later became uh, pharmacolog pharmacological knowledge to produce drug-laden bombs called witches' brews, in quotes. They were distributed as salves with maximum effectiveness. The users of witches' brews, in quotes, were in very practical sense using their ointment-laden broomsticks to get high. And they were using their brooms basically to, quote-unquote, fly. In pagan rituals, as a tool, the broom is seen to balance both the masculine energies, the phallic handle, and the feminine energies, the bristles. Here's the thing. Just because... Some jerk-off couldn't get his wife off. Suddenly, <laughs> she's contacting Satan. That's what happened. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I've, I've revealed it here and now. That's what really <laughs> happened. Because, God forbid, a woman have a real orgasm. 
because that's what they really feared, <laughs> an empowered woman. <laughs> it's used in many traditions as a method of cleansing or purifying a space. In some cultures, the rite of jumping the broom is considered an important part of a marriage ceremony. Many pagan tra uh, traditions have the bridal couple jump across the broom during a, a hand fasting as a symbol for fertility and to signify the establishment of their new household. Prior to childbirth, women used a broom to sweep the threshold of the home, both for protection and to prepare the way for the new spirit to enter. Witches use brooms in magic and ritual. The pagan broom or besom is used in ritual for cleansing the general circle or ritual area. The besom is sweeping away the psychic dirt, getting the area purified for the ritual at hand. A witch may begin a ritual by sweeping the area with the magic broom, visualizing the psychic dirt being swept out of the ritual area. The sweeping also helps to get the mind ready for the ritual, quieting the mind and narrowing the focus for the witch. Many witches keep a besom by their door or hanging over their door to protect the home from unwanted outside energies. The besom is a purifier and is related to the element of water. They have been used by witches to indicate to other occultists that they were resident or at work by placing a besom or broom outside the door. A besom should always be stood upright when not in use as a sign of respect for the element. And that is from the White Witch's Parlor. Um, I know specifically one of our witchy shops here uh, where we live in Ontario does keep the broom up uh, upright by the front door. That is the Bell Book and Candle. Yes, and our other shop actually sells them. They're handcrafted. Obviously, handcrafted, um, really, that's just a fancy label for more expensive in my eyes. But I also realize it's because they put the time and effort to make it. I'm broke, though. So, as beautiful as they are, I make my own. With dollar store stuff. And yes. we might do a joint video on that because I have better space in order for us to do all the stuff that we need to. We can make our own pissums on. <laughs> um, that might be a joint thing because then we can actually, if we wanted to, dye the bristles. Yes! And all that stuff because I've got the actual space we need in order to do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And better for, like, if we wanted to paint the handles and stuff, too. Yeah, I did it in the apartment that I have now, the basement I have. It was quite interesting, but at the same time, I had Luna, or not Luna, I had Zoe, who is a fat pug, who did not destroy everything. True. So it worked out. True. I mean, Raven will sniff at it and then, you know, get too excited and knock it over, but I mean, if we, you know, walk her first, she'll crash and that's okay. I like it. I like <laughs> it. So why do witches use brooms? For as long as there have been witches, witches have used brooms. But why? In the Dark Ages, many women's were many women's. Wow, I English. Good. Oh, so good. So oh, good. so good. So, why do witches use brooms? For as long as there have been witches, witches have used brooms. But why? In the Dark Ages, many women were accused of witchcraft, and a broom 
was a household tool women used on a daily basis in which trial documents witches who confessed in quotes to witchcraft admitted to using their rooms to fly to their sabbaths it's also said witches anointed their broomsticks with flying flying ointment as we stated previous and inserted the broomsticks into their vaginas this typical ointment contained hallucinogens, which resulted in the visitations, uh, the visions, sorry, of flying or potential astral projection. How to use the witch's broom to cleanse your home. <laughs> to cleanse your home of negative energy, take your witch's broom and start at the back door. Sweep, e sweep each room, moving in a counterclockwise fashion from room to room, then ending at the back door where you started. Sweep any debris out the back door or dump your dustpan out the back door. To dump or sweep dirt out the front door invites negative energy back in. How to cleanse your sacred space with a besom. Similar, similar to how you cleanse your home with the witch's broom, you can cleanse your sacred space before ritual. Instead of touching the bristles to the floor, sweeping slightly above it and move in a counterclockwise circular pattern. Counterclockwise undoes things and clears negative energy. If you dedicate one besom to your magical practice and keep it near your altar, keep your witch's broom bristles pointed up and next to your front door to welcome good fortune into the home. Old witch's broom magic and lore. If your broom falls over, company is coming. Jumping over a broom signifies marital union in the Old South. Never sweep under someone's feet. It causes bad luck. An quote-unquote invisible broom was removed from the house of Sarah Good, according to the testimony of Wil William Batten and William Shaw during the Salem Witch Trials. Some traditions say to sweep from east to west, then throw the dust out the back door. The witch's broom is used to summon winds for weather magic. Throwing a broom into the air off a cliff summons the wind while burning one stops the wind. Lay a broom under the bed for protection. There's a Chinese broom goddess who presides over the weather. Her name is, and I'm sorry if I butcher this, uh, Xiao Ching Niang. The child, child's antique toy hobby horse is linked to the witch's broom. The straws of a broom are thought to have magical powers are used in healing spells. Jumping over a broomstick nine times will bring a suitable spouse within one year. Laying a broom across the threshold ensures only good visitors come by. So here's a little bit about how to make your besom or broom. Um, I'm going to go through what they have because I think they're from scratch. And then I'm also going to go through uh, the process that I used the last time to make my broom that then I lost. Um, which is a dollar store and a lot of dollar store stuff. Less, less. I mean, it's about the same processing time, but um, it's easier to find the supplies, let's just say. So this is how they say to make a besom. So learning how to mess make a besom isn't difficult. It is best to collect the supplies from your own garden or a natural place like the forest or fields. 
So what you will need to make it, you'll need a branch or stick between one half and one and one half in diameter, approximately three to four feet long, which serves as the handle and should be relatively straight unless you want a crooked besom. Uh, sand the stick down if you prefer a smooth handle. Plant materials such as lavender, rosemary, uh, broom, which is actual plant, rue, cedar, pine, pepper tree. Uh, this can be the bristles for the broom. Raffia or twine, which is approximately three feet in length. Hot glue, a glue gun. Uh, scissors and any accessories that you want, like charms, pendants, ribbons, etc., uh, to personalize and decorate your besom at the end. How to make your besom. Gather your materials, set the mood uh, with incense and music. Start by tying the raffia or twine around the bottom of the stick a few times, hot gluing it in place and leave the ends loose to tie around the plant material. Take five to six pieces of plant material or more and place it in circularly around the stick. Then wind the raffia or twine around a few times. Use the hot glue to adhere the raffia or twine to the plant material. During the process, visualize purification in the form of white light radiating from your besom uh, stick and bristles. Then repeat the last step by placing more plant material over the others and then tying it with the raffia or twine. Uh, repeat until you feel your besom's bristles, bristles are full enough, then push the loose raffia or twine under the last few loops and tie it tight. You can hot glue the raffia down again if you'd like. Now decorate your besom with the ribbons and charms if you feel, if you feel called to do so. <laughs> Hold the besom between your hands and close your eyes. Visualize using the besom for purifying your sacred space and dedicate the besom in the name of the god or goddess or ancestors or universe or whatever you follow. And that was by otherworldlyoracle.com. Now, Steph and I have both done our brooms a little bit differently in the past, not to each other, but to what they have stated there. Um, as broke ass witches who uh, don't really have gardens that they can utilize for that sort of thing. Uh, we got a lot, well, I got, I know, a lot of my supplies, including the broom from the dollar store. Same here. So our Dollarama, which would be like the American Five Below, and I think you can get them, the corn brooms very cheap from Walmart or any grocery store. From Depot's well cheapest. Yeah. Um, so if you can grab that, you'll just need a pair of um, wire cutters because they are held together with wire, uh, which you can also get at the dollar store for very cheap and they work just fine. And what we do, well, what I did to mine was I took the metal piece and separated the broom handle from the uh, actual uh, corn part, like the bristles. And um, I think, yeah, I used a hacksaw to shorten my, because I'm short and I wanted a shorter handle, I shortened my handle. So just use a hacksaw to do that. Nothing big. You can find them at Walmart for like four bucks. And they also have them at the dollar store now. Yeah, they break really easily. That's yeah, why I, I bought, but <laughs> that's why I bought the one from Walmart because I broke the one I had from the dollar store. Um, so shorten your 
handle if you want. Um, you can actually rehydrate those corn bristles and put them into a bucket full of water. Uh, they are more pliable that way. And at that point, you can add dyes. So uh, not, I wouldn't use like tie-dye dyes that you can get in the packages. I would go for more of the, you can also find them at the dollar store too, um, of the like packaged, like concentrated dyes yeah. are, are way better than tie-dyes in order to do that because you can adjust the concentration um, to what you want. Uh, and then I apply uh, the with the with twine usually because you can find that easily at the dollar store. Um, you can also dye the twine yes. if that is what you choose to do, and add things such as lavender or anything like that to the bristle. And then easy peasy, uh, you can find like if you prefer it to be more of a like. Halloweeny theme or anything like that. Pick up stuff from the dollar store that is that sort of themed. Um, so what I did with mine, um, I didn't even get creative like Brooke did. I did not cut the bristles from the bottom and reform them. What I ended up doing because I thought about doing that and I just had no patience was I cut the so it had a red twine that was holding it into place like a flat. So I cut that out. And then I used, I think it was, I think I used like black yarn to wrap around to form the, from a cone like shape. And that didn't hold like a cone like shape. So it's still kind of flat and I'm okay with that. And then I decorated the handle and I painted it, I think, I believe green. And I wrapped, um, wrapped wire. I did wire wrapping. And you and can I also added get that crystals. at the store. And, and strawberries. Get, ooh. Like, you can also um, get, they were like, fake strawberries, but, like, I added those. But you can also get the, uh, like, good wire, like, the thicker wire at the dollar store as well. Yes. If you prefer wire over the raffia or the twine. Yes. But that's how I, I, I added that. Hmm? And I do believe I added crystals as well. Yeah. And you can add things, any kind of herb, like, um... Like I said, lavender or mint or oregano, yeah. or if you even wanted to write wishes on bay leaves and put them into the broom. Mm hmm. Segway! Segway. <laughs> so I'm talking about bay leaves. Um, also, on the note of adding stuff to your besom, just be careful if you have animals. Research what things that c could make them sick before you add them. Uh, the leaves are really bad for any animals. Yes. Do not add them to your broom if you have animals. Yes. So, yeah, bay leaves. Another name for that, Latin name, Laris nobilis. Great. <laughs> Such great Latin. Um, the gender Is it similar to bay laurel? Is yes. it the same thing? Yeah, bay laurel. Um, it's masculine. Its element is fire. Its planet is the sun. It's funny. The last several um, herbs I did were all moon-based. And now you're getting the complete opposite. I have a sun one. Look at that. Oh. Sign is Leo. It's oh, fitting because I'm a Leo. Um, yeah, because you're the only Leo in this. Like, fuck off. Come on. Um, Leo sun. We're even Leo sun signs. We are. We are. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> I love how that took a second to click in. <laughs> yeah, I'm slow, okay? Um, de- deities are Apollo, Daphne, Gaia, and Peneus. Don't know if I'm saying it right. It looks like penis. <laughs> Shut up. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Whew. I don't work with you. I am sorry if I... I offended. If, if I offend. I did not mean to offend. Um, third eye and solar plexus. Magical properties. Grants healing abilities. Wear bay leaves when you are performing healing to have your power um, amplified. So kind of like cinnamon in the sense that it, it's a power amplifier. You write stuff on it. You burn it. All about your intention, but um, bay leaf really does amplify. Isn't that rosemary as well as an amplifier? Uh, I mean, it's an all-purpose herb as well, but... Yeah, it's more of an all-purpose, but it's not really an amplifier. Though I guess you could add it to boost. Um, I thought for- you were going to say add it to booze? <laughs> no. Protection. Uh, it's good for protection. Burn bay leaves to exercise harmful energies or use fresh leaves. Um, good. It's a psychic enhancer. Sleep with bay leaves in your pillowcase to bring psychic dreams. Um, for success, because it's good for success, wear or carry bay leaves to help you be successful in any endeavor. Visualize yourself as a winner of the original Greek Pantheon and Olympic Games with a beautiful laurel, bay laurel leaf, a wreath. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that was the one that they would wear on their heads when they were winning. Yes. Yes. Um, Wishcraft. Wear, uh, write a wish on a bay leaf and light it on fire. Visualize your wish coming true as the leaf turns into energy and ash. I like this one. I use it a lot because it smells really good. And also, Mm. it's a very cheap way to put your intention into the air. Uh, Medical properties. uh, Antibacterial. Um, arthritis reducer, digestion helps, fungicidal, and stress reliever. And we would like to premise here that we, neither of us are doctors, so oh, please, God, no. please consult your physician before consuming. Also, yeah, I, also, if you're allergic to any of these ingredients, I know we say it every time, but it is important if you are allergic to any of these uh, that we are saying, please do not consume them. Or inhale or rub them all over your body. It's, don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, <laughs> warnings. Do not use the essential oil internally except under the prescription of an experienced practitioner. Do not ingest the leaf whole. It does not break down in the body and may remain whole and become uh, lodged in your digestive tract. I didn't know that because I always see people cook with bay leaf and I always see them take it out, but I I didn't know if that was the reason. So if you are making a soup or tincture or anything, it is always nice to uh, remember to take that bay leaf out because it does not break down. Uh, It is preferable if you are using it in like a soup or stew uh, to put it in the um, herb sachet that you make. Uh, That's the cheesecloth with like your uh, celery or sorry, your parsley stalks and things like that. Um, Because yeah, it does not break down and it is an easier way to find it in the soup rather than have to dig it out every single time uh, i will chef over here now <laughs> so i've got some lore 
Um, there are two different origins, one being the nymph Daphne was a f uh, fiercely independent wild creature, and rather than give herself to Apollo, she pleaded with her father, the river god Latinus, to transform her into a bay tree. The other indicates that Apollo was wounded by an arrow of Eros and fell madly in love with Daphne, who, fell f who fled from him uh, from his advances and was changed into the slender bay laurel moments before capture. All, however, agree that Apollo was so taken by the tree's beauty that he claimed the laurel as his own and dedicated it to it to reward the highest achievements of Greek civilization. It is considered um, basically a herb of the gods. Um, first, the herb of poets, but also warriors, statesmen, doctors, and oracles. It is one of those plants that I actually want to have in my garden when I have mm. my actual garden. Uh, made into wreaths to crown poets and heroes. Um, like I said, Herb of the Gods gained a rep for protection against nat natural and made man-made man -made disasters. Do I try that one again? <laughs> Herb of the Gods <laughs> gained a rep for protection against natural and man-made disasters. Um, so... It's a good protection against sorcerers and poisoners. Um, they could not harm one who, who would wear um, bay leaf on them. Uh, lightning would not strike where it is planted, is the rumor. And witches and devils are reduced helpless <laughs> by it. <laughs> that was my favorite. <laughs> it's one of those herbs, is it? Witches and devils reduced, rendered helpless <laughs> by it. But it is one of the most used witchy herbs, apart Out from there. rosemary and mint and yeah. sage. Literally, okay. Every spell bottle I do contains bay leaf and something written on it. Or, like, I've burned and add the contents of the burning to it. So, like, yes. please tell me how oh. it's rendered me helpless. Did you poison me with it and put it in my food? No. Did it get to my digestive tract and I just fall dead? Mm. Are you, no. No. And even though I felt super prepared for this episode with all of my information about the bay leaf, how are you somehow more prepared than me? But how did you have even just more information? I don't get it. I did all this research. I wrote down all of the relevant points. And still, I, like, talked what? <laughs> Ten minutes? Ten minutes of me talking? In the past hour and whatever we've been to talking? Mind you, I didn't talk much either. We were just shooting the shit for most of it. <laughs> this is true. Um, so that is all we have for you for this episode, it seems. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you can always find us, though, if you need anything at all. Let us be your big sisters slash pseudo aunts. It doesn't have to be witchy. Give us an email at truenorthwitches at gmail.com. Uh, if you do call us grandma, though, like, I'm yeeting you to the junk mail. Um, you can also reach us um, at Facebook at True North Witches. We also have an Instagram at True North Witches where I've actually posted something today. Uh, you can also reach us on TikTok at True North Witches. 
on Twitter, where we never treat, tweet at True North Witches. And uh, on Patreon, uh, True North Witches, also TNW Podcast in the search bar. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube. I am trying to catch us up, but it seems like my computer doesn't like my mic insert, so we might have to do the trailers a different way. Mm. And um, actually, our website is now up and actually functional. And Fuck yeah! Yep, and uh, that is True North Witches. You will find us. Uh, we will try to get stuff posted on that. Um, the plan is to get some vlog stuff up for you peeps. So uh, yeah, and that's gonna be we're hoping our Suin episode, because um, that is what is our biggest episode next up besides the. Uh, I guess spooky we are so the yeah, I guess uh, we're creepy Mabon, right? Because um, every other every other yeah. So also, please note we only had two last time, and it was a. Um, a giveaway, and this one's not a giveaway, but send your creepy casts, cre- send your creepy casts in uh, to our web, or to our email, uh, is at gmail.com. Um, what I think I'm going to do is if you do send in your creepy casts for our one year, I will be pulling one of the names from the hat from all of the creepy casts that have been sent our way. And I will be pulling a giveaway for then. And it'll be a good one. A nice big one. Um, but yeah, no, send us anything. Creepy story, um, strange occurrence that happened to you. Um, maybe you did random nodding and something really cool happened, right? Which like we, we to do. yes, we want to hear about it. Um, cause like I've tried random nodding, but not with Brooke. So maybe we, we, I'd yield something better, uh, going with her, but yeah, just, we seem to it. attract the weird when we're together. We do. We really do. Um, but we want to hear from you. We really do. So, you know, give us a little email message. Either label it spooky story or label it creepy cast. This will be our second creepy cast. It will also be our uh, six month. So um, we will Extra definitely. Extra long. Sh- yeah. We will Extra long it. episode. Yes, yes. We never shut up. Let's be clear. Uh, let's be clear. I edit a lot of shit out of our podcasts. Yeah, I know. You're such a saint. So that is all we have for you today, and we'll see you in the next episode, which is bye. See you in the next episode. Bye.